Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGianato. Mark, good day, sir. Jeffrey, I've got a bit of a bit of a dilemma to start today's show. All right, let's hear it. Got an email around 12.40 p.m. Um, Central time. So 40 minutes after lunch. Yes. It was from a fellow named Eric Greenberg. He is a producer on... The MSNBC show, The 11th Hour, hosted by Stephanie Rule, I think is how you pronounce her name, R-U-H-L-E. Um, they want to talk about Michael Orr with me. and I'm torn on what I should do. I heard Jeff earlier said he turned down CNN. I'm get- was, it's, I don't know if he had officially turned it down, but he was going to turn it down. Gotcha. I, I am... I am leaning that way, but I, you know, I wanted to hash it out here to start today's show um, because obviously that's still the biggest, the biggest Memphis story in the country slash world appears to be this Michael Orr story today once again. Let's see. And um, so here's some circumstances I want you to consider, and I want the audience to consider in terms of. What what the heck I should do here? Let me, let me see what it's this. also the the interview. The, the name of the show is the eleventh hour, Jeffrey. They're not exactly calling me in for the you know for the big time show. It's it's a ten forty central time interview. I don't know how many people you think are watching MSNBC at ten forty um, central that's, time. That's exactly where I was looking. <laughs> My guess, uh, more or less than our radio show. <laughs> it's a push, probably. <laughs> Because is, is MSNBC, CNN is now the lowest, right? In terms of prime time, they fall. 
Fox is still, you know, top dog in the news in the cable news world. Yeah, usually whoever's in opposition though, whatever whoever's in power, usually who's in opposition is gonna and like I feel like I know a couple shows on MSNBC, the eleventh hour. I think this might have been the one Brian Williams used to host. Maybe after he got caught lying. Yeah, after like they basically when he like they couldn't give him a good the, the primetime gig anymore because of his missteps, but he is still a good, you know, he is still, he does deliver the news in a very, uh, he still smooth looks good manner. The, still looks good on the tube. Um, um, and so they put him on the, the, the late night on MSNBC. Let's do the pros and cons. So was this, well, and then here's another circumstance. I don't think I was their first choice, even from the CA, because I think they asked one of our news guys, Luke, Lucas Fenton, who wrote our, you know, initial story and, and really looked at the court documents from uh, Michael Orr's legal filing, they asked him first. So I'm not even their first choice, I don't think. Let's see. It is currently the 10th most popular show on MSNBC (laughs) and the 102nd overall. Okay. Uh, Let me see what the date of this is. Um, So... They're saying it pulls in a million viewers yeah, every that's, night. That's uh, a that, lot that, higher. That's a little more than uh, than this show, I think. It, <laughs> you'll never guess when it peaked on the audience. What's that? Uh, January 6th. Okay. Must have done a special. Um, here would be the pros and cons. Pros, um, it would definitely help with your Big J Journo uh, libtard bona fides. <laughs> oh, my God. Go on MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. Get with the, the, the in crowd. Um, I think you got to clear out with that. Listen, I got two small kids. Uh, it is. Well, here, it, 1040 is late. Like, that's late. You here, know? Okay, here's the risk. I don't even know where I'm going to do this in my house without, you know, well, waking up my kids. I don't have that big of a house. Here here could be the here could be the out. Do I have to whisper? You, do no. I have to pull, like, a wind horse and go in the closet? Remember when he had to go in the closet? It is, uh... In his uh, hotel room during the playoffs. Oh, yeah. After when he was like, like, it was he's early like, in the morning. He's like, I got a noise complaint. Yeah. Um, I got to do one of those. Let's see. Here's Here would be my out for you. Tell them you can't do it live, but if they wanted to tape around 4 p.m., you could mm. do that. Because here's the reality. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess there's a 0% chance Stephanie rules in there at 4 p.m. <laughs> And so that way oh, you don't man. technically turn it down, but but I feel like the kids thing is a is a pretty good out too. If I need to like save face, if I don't want to do it, because like I mean I don't know, I wasn't here when Michael Orr was here. You know, I've never I don't really know Michael Orr. So I did write a column up at commercialpeel.com just about the general narrative. So I I I mean I am equipped in that regard. I, I mean I, sh- I I'm sure I can handle myself. We did a whole segment on it yesterday. We're talking about it again today. But it's more just like, do I really want to, like, I don't know. I don't need to be feeding into that national beast, if you will. You know? I don't know. So here's kind of. That's where I that's where I hesitate. Here's kind of how I view it. It seems like it's still a big national story. Yeah. I feel like this is the rare example of locally, I think everyone's kind of kind of done and over I think with most it. people kind of like shrug their shoulders yeah, like yeah, yeah whatever yeah, yeah that that but, holds up with what I you know holds up with kind of what I've heard but it, for these news shows it's like a bingo card yeah rich southern republicans uh going you know taking well, advantage like a, it, someone won an academy award off of this it was a huge oh, movie TM, TMZ's not backing down TMZ today put out like a 
Twitter engagement. Like, the good old-fashioned retweet for yes, like for no. Should Sandra Bullock give back her give back her oh Oscar? Which I was like, no way, no way. That's cooking with gas. There's no way I would give back. If I'm Sandra Bullock, I'm saying, no effing way. Well, it's I'm, not my fault. It's Michael what? Lewis and the scriptwriter's fault. Well, and furthermore, she just gave a performance. Yeah. Like if like let's say let's say the worst of the worst turns out to be true, and it was all it was all a plot to just use Mike for money. Mm. And like the worst of the worst, prey predatory, terrible things. How does that have anything to do with her performance? Well, and I, if I was Sandra Bullock, I'd be like, you know what? Write up the sequel. I'll play evil Leanne Tui if that's what you want. If it ends up being true, Blindside Two. Yeah, <laughs> the Reckoning. Um, no, I would not give back the 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 Oscar. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, it's all. It's all. I think that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I want to like be part other, of it or not. Other prob- Plus, let's just be real. This face wasn't. It's it's good on radio. Yeah, I think the bigger problem that I've had with it is like, what have we learned? We have allegations, and we've had responses from both sides. But this is still kind of uh, he said they said. Agreed at this point. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, what are you going to add to the conversation? And to me, this just reeks of they want you to come in, give the sound bites. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, that's just not. Yeah. That's what I, I don't I don't see how I don't see how this helps you. If I'm your agent, I'm going to sit there and go. Don't have an agent. But yes. But I said, if I am your agent, oh, okay, if yes. I'm operating as your agent. I would be asking you, what what's the plus here? Yeah, it'd be like getting on MSNBC, I guess, at I, to a million people. Maybe getting their maybe getting their rotation if you're good at it. I guess, but this doesn't that, this doesn't that feel that like doesn't, rotate, you know? No, like they're not. This, this this is a very specific story. This feels like this feels like the WWE came to town. And I'm the jobber who's doing like yeah, the dark you're the match. Local, you're the, I'm doing a dark match Dustin, for the guy coming back from injury. I'm just there to get squashed, baby. Yeah. Dust, Dustin <laughs> Star's putting up one of his guys to get him on TV. Yes. Yes. Um, um, they called up Dustin. Yeah. Hey, pal. Remember me? Yeah. I'm the, you're there to get squashed. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got? Who's on the rotation? I'm, I'm the 11th hour's jobber. That's what they're yeah. asking me to be tonight. Correct. And so, well, <laughs> the truth is, you weren't even their first jobber. I know. So, someone said no right. already. Someone refused to do the job. I'm saying no. I'm turning it down. Like, you don't want to be somebody's second jobber. Yeah. It's too late. I'm going to go with the, I got two young kids. I can't do a 1040 good thing there's interview. not a record of this. Yeah, I can't. Yes, this discussion. <laughs> I can't do, uh, sorry, sorry. I love the show, but I but, but can't do it tonight. And... Like, I don't know. Are you like, let's say in the best case scenario, you became a rotational player on the 11th hour. That's a lot of 1040 <laughs> hits, man. <laughs> like, and by the way, 1040 means I'm like the end of the show. You know, like the 11th hour, right? It started at 11 Eastern time. I'm assuming I'd that means I'm like, out. I'm C block on the show too. Like if it may, if, if, if it averages a million, I bet we're down to like 600,000 by the time we're at the, the, the C block of the show. Oh, yeah. I think you know? that's more than fair. So, 
Sorry. For well, the uh, for the P. That's my truth. That's my truth for today. I'm not do, not doing MSNBC. Okay. All right. So this is this is my favorite part about. Can't believe cable news is struggling to find an identity. Okay. So of that 1.26 million. How many do you think are in between, on average, in between the ages of 18 to 49? So the, the target demo. How much, what percentage of the audience? Yeah, so, the well, I'm just saying, give me the number that you would guess. So it's one point, like, let's say it's 1.2. I'd say, like, 250,000. 127,000. So 10% <laughs> of the audience is in 18 uh, to 49. Okay. I think that shows who's watching cable news right now. Yeah, well, um, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. We got some breaking news, Jeffrey, for breaking Tell the Truth news. Tuesday. Yes, involving the Memphis Grizzlies schedule. We've got some get. We've got some regular season games we now know about, and we know when the regular season schedule is going to drop. The full schedule. I also got breaking news now. What's that? On the story that I was hoping we'd kind of be done talking about. Oh mm-hmm. uh, boy. What happened? The Tui family says before Michael Orr made outlandish, hurtful, and absurd claims about them in court on Monday, he actually tried to shake them down for $15 million. Mm-hmm. Marty Singer, the Tui family attorney, said it all happened recently, and what's worse, he claimed this is not the first time Orr has done so. Singer, in a lengthy statement to TMZ Sports, said Orr came to the Tuies prior to filing his 14-page petition in Shelby County, Tennessee, and threatened them saying if they don't pony pony up an eight-figure check, he'd, quote, plant a negative story about them in the press. Uh, Singer denied all the allegations in Orr's court filing, explaining that Sean and Leanne Tui absolutely did not trick former NFL star into getting into a conservatorship when he was 18, as he claimed. Uh, I think this solidifies also. There's nothing here. There's nothing for you to go and do that hit. This would be... Yeah, this is not it. This is we're we've now gotten into the mudslinging. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, oh boy, oh boy. Well, my column uh, that's up at commercialpill.com. I think it still holds. Uh, that this uh, this yeah, whole over, thing is okay. Uh, Singer continues. Uh, oh boy. Over the years, the Tuies had given Mr. Orr an equal cut of every penny received from the Blind Side. Singer said. Even recently, when Mr. Orr started to threaten them about what he would do unless they paid him an eight-figure windfall, and as part of the shakedown effort, refused the, uh, to cash the small profit check from the Tuies, they still deposited Mr. Orr's equal share into a trust account they had set up for their son, end quote. Unbeknownst to the public, Mr. Orr has actually attempted to run this place several times before, but it seems that numerous other lawyers stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. Sadly, Mr. Orr has finally found a willing enabler and filed this ludicrous lawsuit as a cynical attempt to drum up attention in the middle of his latest book tour. Again, important to note, that is from the Tui family attorney. Mm-hmm. So that's their side. Yes. But this is kind of, this was, this is what I thought would be interesting about this story moving forward. The only way for the Tuis to quote unquote fight this is to start airing out dirty laundry. And I feel pretty confident when we said yesterday, like, well, listen, I, they have to defend themselves. They're getting, you know, like I get it why this is, but like, this is now, this is, it's, it's ugly. This, this whole thing is now turned just completely ugly. And 
it's it's very it's all now very unfortunate. I get I I get why they are you know ultimately like they had to defend them. They have to defend themselves. Um, so we will uh, we will see. But I don't know. This is all very sad now. Honestly, it's just like you know, it's really ter- it's really turning into a terrible story. Just an awful, awful story. Yeah, I mean, it's a family. It's a it's it's family business getting aired out in the public. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, I, I don't know. I mean, I do you have any more truths to tell about this? Like to me, like this is. Well, where I mean, this we don't know. Headed. There's, there's. I mean, it, the reality is there are now there are three versions of this story. There's the one the book and the movie told us. There's the version Michael Orr told us in court documents the yesterday and now there is also the version the twoies are telling to defend themselves correct and from their attorney yes yeah and i'm not like you and me are you know a court ultimately if this continues a court is going to decide which version is true yes like a judge is going to determine correct. which version or a jury i guess will deter you know potentially i don't know what the um I think it, yeah, I think it'll be a jury, just like Jaws' case. You know, a civil, it's a civil, yeah, if civil, it's a civil proceeding. Yeah. This is probate court, so I think this might be a judge actually, because it's probate court. It's different than civil court, um, but nonetheless, I, mean, I guess you could file, you could file to have it heard by a judge and make a decision. I think because it's do like that it, well. it's real, probate court is like the handling of estates and things like that, um, but nonetheless. What was a, you know, this, a storybook, a fairy tale, if you will, now in Mm -hmm. retrospect, um, the real story is ugly. And you know what? Like now, aren't, don't you, don't you think we're destined, we're destined for some Netflix, you know, the real story, you know, the real Michael, the real blindside story. We're going to get a lot of those. Dateline's going to be on this. This is now extended this whole blindside thing. We're 20 years into it. This is now going to make it like a story, if you will, for better or worse, for years upon years. Like the essentially, like think about it. The real blind an, side. An entire, yeah. an Oscar, a movie that je- that earned Sandra Bullock an Oscar. That was not, wasn't it nominated it was for best, best picture? Pi- it didn't win best picture. No, 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 no. But it was nominated for yeah. best picture. Is was like a complete, ultimately, you know. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'll go as far as saying a fabrication, but obviously. Took some liberties. Yeah, took some real liberties. Um, and this celebrated story for 20 years, basically. I know, like, here locally, there was, you know, there's people who were skeptical about everything. But. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture. But nationally, this was a, for 20, going on 20 years, this was a celebrated story. It was on cable every week, every other weekend, it feels like. You know, like, when they when it was a rain delay, you know, they're a decent shot. They might throw on the blind side till the rain delay's over, you know, on TBS or whatever. Like, it, and so, and now the story's like completely ruined. It's completely ruined. And, may, you know, it was never yeah, really yeah. what it was. It was never I, really what it was, what it was said to be. I don't even necessarily know if the story's ruined. I think there's a lot of. A lot of mothers. Our bubbles, yeah, our bubbles mothers, got burst. Our a lot of mothers got burst. throughout the United States of America are having a tough time. People who believe in cinema Correct. are like Correct. completely devastated yeah. right now. Although I don't know, I always thought that that was like not was it was it a critical darling? 
Uh, I mean, I just thought it was one of those movies that like made a ton of money and critics well, were like, it, okay. it was around that time when the Oscars like expanded how many nominees yeah, they, they had, and it was like trying to be. You know, they, they were like, we gotta, we gotta start giving awards to movies people actually see, you know, to try and keep the telecast at its uh, peak condition, if you will, in terms it of ratings. Of a movie that the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is gonna be way higher than the critic score. Do you think this? Do you, do you think this means it's the end of the Blind Side as a like cable movie? Now that the story is like completely is it still, falling oh apart, I, sometimes my brain is just right on firing on all cylinders. All right, guess guess the critic score and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna go audience score 88. Pretty darn close, 85. Okay, uh, that that's a that, I'd give that one to you. Yeah, yeah. I like the I liked the Blind Side personally as a movie, um, like as just an enter from a pure entertainment standpoint. I, I liked the movie. I'm gonna go critics. Because I'm guessing it's lower, so 58. Not bad, 66. Okay. But that's a pretty big dis- pretty big discrepancy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I do think, I think this will probably be out of the cable rotation. I'm not sure. Is it still in the cable rotation oh, right now? Oh, I feel like it's a, re- I mean, like it's on, I want to say it's, you know, like I think it's on Disney Plus. Will Disney Plus keep carrying it? Or you pull that sucker. That's interesting because it's a Warner Brothers property. Is it? Maybe it's not. Maybe that's what. Uh, maybe that's what it's on. It's on Max. Max it's on Max. Yeah. that's what it's on. That's what it's on. Um, yeah, do you, I don't know, but uh, it's getting ugly. So the latest is the Tuies, um have now p- punched back, if you will, uh, claiming Michael Orr is trying to shake them down and has tried multiple times of late to shake them down. It was. I'll say this. What Sean Tui said to Jeff was like fairly strong, but felt much more empathetic than what this attorney is laying out here for the Tui family. Yes. Ultimately. Like, so they obviously, I mean, now at the same time, the blowback from this, like, I mean, they are getting, you know, like uh, the national media has very much. Um, emphasized, empathized with Michael Orr here. And if his his complaint in court is accurate, they should. But the Tuies are, they should be given the chance to defend themselves, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, there's not a criminal proceeding here, but yes, yeah. I mean, if you want the, the reputation and whatnot, I mean, there's a certain element where I'd be like, you got 230 million guys, like, just go right off into the sunset. But that's also not how they're wired. I think this is my tell the truth on this story. This mm-hmm. is kind of where, because I've we've talked about it now for two days, and my wife asked me, she's like, so what do you think? And so this is my kind of how I view it. I think in this particular instance that we're discussing, this claim of, you know, Michael's latest claim, I think that they are probably innocent, if you will. I do think, however, that they're, this is kind of the, it's undeniable to me that they have profited and gotten fame off of this story that was largely a stretch. Mm -hmm. And so kind of the way that I've viewed it is, I think they're probably innocent of this charge, but there's enough dirt around the whole story to sit there and go, all right, maybe, maybe you shouldn't be the, the most celebrated Americans on the planet. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, well, listen, the the reality is it's all 
What's the what's the is it Fallout Boy? Maybe it's all downhill from here. Uh, that would be Newfound Glory. Glory. Yeah, yeah. It's all downhill from here with this story. There's uh, no. Down, I mean, I guess there. maybe at some point, maybe there can be a reconciliation years from now. Blindside Three. <laughs> Blind is it a trilogy now? Yeah, we could. There is potential for a trilogy. And I mean, like, as a human being, like that's kind of what you hope for. Mm-hmm. This also feels like one of those ones where it's like, all right, the mud's now going to start getting slung in, you know. Well, here it, we go. ultimately, it will depend on how steadfast Michael Orr is in moving forward with this petition, this legal petition he's filed. Um, does he really want to get into it, the the two E's have made clear here? You want to go to war? We'll go to war. Um, and well, I, how I, steadfast does he want in terms of like? You know, well, I don't trying to get I don't what he think it's thinks. How steadfast. I think it's how valid his claims are. Yes, but he ultimately he can pull the petition at any point too if he doesn't want to move forward with it. Um, yeah, but to me, like the only reason you do that's if you don't think your claims are valid. Yeah, that's true. So um, we'll see. A judge will ultimately like, if they move forward with this, we'll know who's right. A judge, well, at least a judge will tell us who he thinks or she thinks is right. If it, gets, we'll ha- if it gets that far. If it gets that yeah. far, ultimately. Sure. Um, and then their actions will give us an indication of who's right and who's not right. Like if someone pull as you as you noted, if like, you know, if or backs off, well then, you know, like that that tells you something. My my hope is, and I think what they should both sides should you know, should now be hoping to do is come to like a quiet resolution. Ah, the old settlement. But I don't know if that's gonna, you know, like right now it's very loud. <laughs> it's very loud right now. Not quiet. Yeah, I mean, Mark made the joke, what's the TUI math on this? And then I'd said yesterday, it's like, before this it's just goes... Gonna, I said the TUI math is going to be complicated on this one. It's Listen, borne out. Before this goes to trial, you just got to cut it to under $10 million, the settlement. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know... This, and it's funny that it like kind of parallels. Like We also have Ja in, in the middle of a case that... He claims as a shakedown. I know it's a little different because, like, for the record, I'm on Jaw's side on that one. Yeah, I that one is a shakedown. This the, this one you don't know who you don't know who to believe. That's how that's how I am at least right now. I don't, I'm not sure who to believe. I just think that oftentimes we want to believe that it's there's a a right and a wrong or a good versus evil. We want everything to be like so clear cut and defined. I I think there's I, I would say this. My suspicion is, A, I think a lot of this stems from Orr being kind of pissed, and maybe rightfully so. Like, if there were a movie made about me that made $300 million, and I saw, I don't know, like, let's say, what, fifty grand from it, mm-hmm. I think I'd be kind of pissed, too. Yeah. And it feels like you can't really take them on, so it's just like, I get I get being upset. I do, I do not think that that is an irrational or like that's a human response to me but this also feels like this like being upset i'm not sure like he's taking out on the right people and it probably does not help that yes while the twoies were famous in memphis as we said before you know i said on the morning show they're mem famous Mm -hmm. well now they're famous yeah and I can understand where you'd sit there and and be upset by that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I don't know, man. Like, this, 
it's all just it's all very like to me though it's just very um well supposedly in the book that's coming out this isn't even mentioned yeah well i think the book's already out he's been doing he was i know he's, he's been, been doing do- a tour he's supposed to he michael Orr is supposed to be in oxford today at five o'clock i don't know if he'll make that appearance or not i know i know for instance one of my colleagues at the clarion ledger had an interview scheduled with him today, yeah, the, like that was previously scheduled. And it got it got called off. So, and he, he was he's originally scheduled to do a book signing in Oxford that people were supposed to buy tickets for ahead of time. Um, I don't know if he'll, you know, I assume if people bought tickets for it, he's probably going to be there. Now the question is, will he speak? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, well, but maybe the tickets will be refunded. I, I know, know there will be reporters there. <laughs> you know, I know there will be people there seeing if he's going to speak because this has become a, um, you know, this was, you know, this is one of those sports stories that is crossed over into the Today Show, Good Morning America, that type of realm where, you know, the whole nation is aware of it because of the movie, because of the dynamics at play, the both. Racial, political, socioeconomic, the yeah. and sort of the times we're in. Um, it has uh, it has been a perfect storm in terms of national media coverage, and you know I, this statement put out by the lawyer is only going to uh, oh, only going to engorge the flames. You know, like oh, that's they, that's gasoline. Yeah. Baby. Like this is gonna get even bigger now, baby. This yeah. is gonna this is gonna play out over at least the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, so uh interesting truth. And then, Jeffrey, on a totally different wavelength, we had another set of breaking news here. We got some Grizzlies regular season games announced. Mm. Um according to the so the NBA has announced Does anyone celebrate themselves like the NBA? Well, it's interesting. They're kinda I feel like they're kind of catching us by surprise here. So they they announced the pool games, if you will, for uh, the NBA Cup. For the NBA Cup, if my if the internet would start working here, yeah, I'm having problems too. Um, but uh, and they also announced that the full schedule is going to come out tomorrow, or excuse me, Thursday. The full schedule will come out Thursday, so we'll know the Grizzlies' schedule in you know 48 hours. So it'll actually, it appears, I believe, it's going to be right during our. Uh, during our show on Thursday, Jeffrey. So what did we learn? Because I thought they'd already announced the... Yeah, but we know the, the dates of the games and stuff. You know, and like the order of them, I guess. Um, I guess if you're... If, you're, uh, if that's the uh, thing you're into. Uh. <laughs> Matchups unveiled. All right, here we go. Yeah, here I got it. So the Grizzlies are going to play on Friday, November... So it's Friday, Friday November 3rd at Portland is your first uh, NBA Cup game. Friday, November 10th against Utah at home is your second NBA Cup game. Tuesday, November 14th at the Lakers is your uh, third NBA Cup game. And November 24th at home against Phoenix uh, is your fourth NBA Cup game. That one will be on NBA TV, nationally televised um, at 4 p. Oh, wow, weird. It's going to be November 24th, a Friday game at 4 p.m. in Memphis. That'll be a diff- that'll be a different experience. A Friday? Friday. It says here Friday, is November that, 24th. It, oh, that's got to be the Friday of Thanksgiving. 
right? Oh yeah, you're right. It is. You're absolutely right. That's Which exactly is what it is. That'll be that'll be a well criminally underrated game on the schedule. One well, always a 4 one of the PM more fun start games. is good too for a for a Friday the Friday. Well, it's good for the college kids back in town. Yes. Um, here's what's interesting about that. That just stands out to me just going through it right now because like these are just kind of four randomly placed games. Obviously, in By the, way, the that's month of the November, only game, that is the only game that is on. It's air quotes nationally televised on NBA TV. Yes, um, they're going to basically have to make two trips out to the West Coast in the first like month of the season. Well, because actually, they're playing at Portland November third, and then at the Lakers November fourteenth. Excuse me, Mark. I'm in the spice rack. Let me yeah. do a little cooking here. Um, now, granted, it's the early part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. But if you look, if you look at other teams mm-hmm. and the amount of national TV games, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies only getting one NBA TV game. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Do we think that maybe that's a, a sign of like what's Utah, to come? Utah is getting two nationally TV mm-hmm. nationally televised games, but that's because they're playing Phoenix and LA. I think it's hard to compare them to LA and Phoenix, the Lakers and Phoenix, because those teams even last year. Like last year's version of the Grizzlies wouldn't have gotten as many national TV games as those two teams. I think the that, Lakers and Phoenix, like with LeBron, and then this Phoenix team with Durant. But see, and I think Booker. both of those games would be TV, like national TV games, and not NBA TV. That's true. I That's think those true. would be ESPN or TNT games. Yeah. No. It is. Well, here's the thing. It's the Grizzlies without Ja. No, I, t- I, I, I did. I did yeah. specify that it's early in the calendar and. Yeah. That will probably be presum- presumably without Jaw. Um, so that's that's interesting. And then we'll get the full schedule in two days. Right here on this show, we'll know the full schedule. So we'll be able to. That'll be fun. Full schedule with the oh, TBA. I'm not gonna. Dang it! I'm not gonna be here. I'm gonna be. I'm maybe I'll maybe I'll hop. Maybe I can hop on the show Thursday at the start. I'm going to DC to visit my dad, but I want to talk about the schedule when it comes out. So maybe I'll hop on. All right, this we is have- fun. I-, I thought we were going we to have no Grizzlies news today. And here we here we are, Tell the Truth Tuesday. We got we got the two East truth, and now we got the, we got some NBA Cup truth. Why does why does the NFL schedule release feel like such a bigger deal than the NBA schedule release? Because there's only 16 games, and like you know, like every game matters. Like it's, it's it's why the regular season feels different in the NFL. Every game matters more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. That's what it is. I mean, scarcity. Now, I think the Grizzlies schedule release this year is going to be fascinating in the set, just like it was last year with Jaron. It's like you're calculating, okay, this is when Ja can come back. Okay, this is when, you know, if we get, let's say we give him 10 games to get comfortable, this is when he can really find a groove. You know, okay, here's, these are the games maybe Brandon Clark could be back for at the end of the year. Well, you just, I mainly, what I look at is, okay, and you don't know for certain like who's going to be good and when, but you try to see like how many of the really tough games are early. Yeah. Well, here's a question: Do, Would you prefer to have a lot of tough games early with Ja out so you get him out of the way, but you might you know you have a worse shot of winning? Would you rather have easier games without Ja? I'd out? rather it be like last year where the schedule was kind of soft to start, and the yeah, and then, I think you're right. That's kind of how you 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 want to go in. And again, like you never know who's going to play on what night, but I think you'd rather have the option I to think go in I think against the better teams. With and I think strength. in the NBA in general, you'd rather have the best teams later in the year because there's frankly a much better chance they're resting guys at the end of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I also would. Rather- Although there is there is the benefit of when you get those really bad teams at the end of the year and they're just playing random dudes. 
That's, yeah, the, that's the also, G-League, when yeah. everyone's like jockeying for yeah, and lottery you don't even have, You don't even have to really. You just did a play. Remember, remember, like, there were games last year where it was like, yeah, they just need to play a good quarter and they would win the game. Yeah, I actually think I'd rather play. I think for these Grizzlies, I think I'd much rather see their schedule backloaded because also, I feel like the last two years we went into the playoffs with kind of the same thought, which is, well, you know, this team has a good record. Well, and but like th- we don't know how good they are or they are not. Like I, 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 I would like having the playoff tune-up to see, like, all right, how are they looking? Well, and I also think this team's going to have to figure out how to play at least two different times together because they're going to have to figure out at the beginning of the season without Ja and with Marcus Smart, yeah, and without Dylan, that they're going to do that at the beginning of the year, and then twenty-five games in, they're going to have to figure out how to play with Ja and. You know, Marcus Smart slid over and all that. And there's going to be two, I think there's going to be two different adjustment periods at least. And that's barring, you know, a major injury. And it feels like you have to, given given what we've seen the past couple years, like don't you just pencil in in your mind, someone of significance is going to get hurt for an extended period of time next season. Yes, that's I mean, what happens. Over there. Like it's, it's just, uh, yes. I don't know who it'll be, but it'll be the the odds and history tell you some. It'll be someone, yeah, at gonna... least one, and hope if it's just one, that's pretty good, actually. Um, so we'll be interesting. So Thursday NBA schedule release, um, but we we've learned the four NBA Cup games. So all right, when we come back, let's talk some college football. Tim Murray joins us next, right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, ninety-two nine FM. Yes, why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile five G home internet. You might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Bye.
Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray is the host of VSIN Primetime, available on VSIN Live, airing locally from 5 until 8 p.m. each and every weekday. Also, the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast Season Preview Season. The latest episode previewing the Fun Belt with Adam Burke is available now. Go download, like, and subscribe. All right, let's actually let's stick in some G5, Tim. Let's start here. We, hey, listen, Mike Oresco wants you to do away with that moniker, okay. Jeffrey, all right? Piece He's six, written yeah. a sternly mm. le- worded letter at this point. He's gone on a 20-minute uh-huh. opening statement at media day. It's time to retire that phrase. Listen, Mike's not upset with me. I watch the product. So <laughs> uh, the, that's that's all branding. If you had to bet on which league the G5 champ that represents, you know, that gets the New Year's Six bid. What league are you picking right now? I think the obvious favorite's the American. Um, when you have Tulane, who's the only G5 school in the preseason top 25, you've got UTSA, who, you know, won Conference USA last year and, and brings back uh, the mayor of San Antonio, Frank Harris, as their quarterback. And then Memphis is, you know, certainly worth a discussion. So I think when you when you look at, what the AAC has to offer, I would say those are the that would be the betting favorite. Um, you know, to, to go a little bit more in the weeds, you mentioned that we just previewed the Sun Belt Conference. Um, South Alabama's pretty darn good, um, and they have a chance to potentially, uh, you know, represent the G five in a New Year Six bowl game this year. They get they go, Tulane to start the season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right out of the shoot, they get Tulane. They're a touchdown underdog, but. Look, when touchdown underdogs winning is is nothing crazy. I, I could say we can pretty much eliminate the Mac. Uh, the Mac is is down, even though uh, you know everybody just assumes that Toledo's going to run away with that conference. I would be very surprised if the Mac wins it uh, or gets that uh, berth. And then you know the Mountain West is interesting. Um, there, you know, I, I don't think I think it's I think the bottom has improved a lot in that conference, but I would say the top has kind of struggled a little bit come back to earth and you know Boise State think about what they have to do guys they open the season against Washington two touchdown underdog there uh they get to host UCF who is no longer a G5 they're now a P5 program they get to host them in uh in Boise and then they come to Memphis which is a, a pretty tricky spot so um, you know, I think of the Mountain West, the only team, in my opinion, that could represent that conference would be Boise State based off of Taylor Green as their quarterback, who's pretty darn good and has an high upside, really good running backs there in Boise, didn't get ravaged in the in the portal like some of those other schools do. Um, but yeah, long-winded answer to your question, I think the, the AAC is the favorite to represent the G5 again in the New Year's Six Bowls, and then probably second- I guess I would say the Sun Belt. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that would be my my lean, just because I think Boise State's schedule is just too daunting. Are we sure Tulane's going to be good again? No, absolutely not. I, isn't it I, weird I don't think that we're just kind well, of blindly? I hey, listen, the polls say they are. I don't. I don't think they're going to be bad. And you know, when you bring back your head coach and when you bring back your starting quarterback, 
that's that's promising. Um, you know, I'll say this about that week one game. You know, you guys know me uh, by now. I'm a big situational handicapper. And while I'm not saying that a season opener is a game that you can overlook, I think that's a spot where Tulane better be buttoned up, man, because they play week two, they get Ole Miss, and they haven't played an SEC team at home in like 50 years or something like that since they were in Probably the Probably since SEC. they last played Ole Miss at home. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long, long time, and they're going to be geeked up for that game. Primetime game, you know, it helps add to the juice, but like I said, South Alabama's a darn good football team, and they're going to stroll into Tulane knowing that, you know, they've got a target on their back, and, you know, I told you it's a touchdown spread. That's given a lot of respect to South Alabama, who, if you just do kind of the simple math, that means they would probably be about a one or two point underdog at home against a top twenty five team in Tulane. So, I think Tulane's going to be good. Um, could they take a step back? Yeah, I, I think that's very possible for the Green Wave uh, heading into this year. I mean, Tajay Spears was an absolute stud, and he was drafted in the third round. I mean, when you lose, when when group of five teams lose draft picks, uh, that's usually a pretty big deal. And when you lose a guy like Tajay Spears, even though they were able to keep Michael Pratt, um, yeah, I I think if forced to pick it, I would just say, yeah, I guess Tulane would represent. You know uh, that conference in in the uh, you know in in the um, in the G, in the New Year's Six, but I think UTSA. I mean, the the, the unfortunate thing for New, uh, for for UTSA is it looked like they were going to keep everyone and be good to go, and then Zachary Franklin hits the portal and, yeah. and heads to Ole Miss, and that's a big loss. You know, wide receivers are not going to you know when it comes to point spreads and power ratings, wide receivers aren't going to necessarily move the needle all that much, but. I mean, you're talking about, I think, the best receiver in school history, you know, departing, especially post-spring. That was a big hit, man. I, I think UTSA, I probably would have picked him to win the conference if Zachary Franklin is, is still on that roster. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I look at Tulane last year, and it's obviously a fun story. You know what I mean? Anytime you have a school yeah, two decide- and 10 to 12-2 and two that yeah. beat USC, absolutely. And, and I like Willie Fritz. Like, I think he's a really good football coach. But, like, they had a lot of... I think there was like four one-score games that they they were on the right side of. And while I like Michael Pratt, I liked Michael Pratt a lot better with Tajay Spears. Yeah. And I just feel like we're giving Tulane a lot of benefit of the doubt for a program that has had good years, and then it, it's not like they just stack them up year after year after year. Now, I'll say this about the AAC, and you guys live in AAC land. Um the AAC got worse. I mean, you lost Cincinnati, you lost UCF, a UCF team whose win total is, you know, six and a half in the Big 12. Uh, they lost Houston, who I think will be down a little bit this year, but you lost three of your best, of that conference's best teams. UCF beat Tulane last year in the regular season. They're gone. So, once again, the rules state no matter what, a G5 team is going to yeah. uh, a New Year's Six bowl game. So that's why I think I kind of begrudgingly gave it to Tulane. Um, you know, UTSA and, and and Tulane could kind of knock each other out potentially as they play against each other the final game of the regular season, and then there's a possibility that they'll play again in the AAC championship game. Obviously, Memphis could have something to say about that. They get an opportunity on a Friday night to host Tulane. I imagine Friday the be 13th. A, yeah, I think that'll be coming off a bye October. for... For the Tigers, I think that'll be a, a good spot potentially for Memphis. Especially, look, if Memphis can beat Boise State, 
Yeah, Memphis has got an opportunity. Well, well to uh, me, Memphis's season is going to be defined. I'm assuming they're going to win that Arkansas State game in Week Two on the road. No, Arkansas State's terrible. Um, but then they've got, they've got Navy at home, Missouri and St. Louis, Boise State at home, Tulane at home in five straight games. Right there, no four UTSA. Games, four games right there. If and, and if you include Arkansas State, that's five. To me, if you're going like three and two, four and one in those five games, you're you're in a pretty good spot. Well, this is the reason why I, I asked the question the way I did. I'm starting to think the AAC might kind of get a little Mountain West fever in the sense of I don't think because there's I don't think there's gonna be a team that's gonna truly dominate yeah. the league. Not I gonna be like a ten, an eleven and yeah, one team. Does, does like a nine and three AAC team get in? Because that's where I, I'm, you know. If I could look at Troy and if I can look at South Alabama and things like break right, like I think there's an opportunity for a team from the Sun Belt to actually do it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, you know, for South Alabama, you know, as mentioned, they play Tulane, they play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is expected to be down, but still, I mean, it's a Power Five program, and you know, they're they're going to Stillwater. So, you know, South Alabama, of course, went to UCLA last year. Uh, the rule state, you have to win your conference. So, this isn't a situation where, let's say, you know, uh, you know, Tulane goes twelve and zero and then loses the conference right. championship game. They're not in. Uh, you have to win your conference championship. So, yeah, I think it could get a little wacky. I don't think. I would be absolutely stunned if a team from the CUSA got in. I mentioned the MAC. I think it comes down to the Mountain West, AAC, and the Sun Belt this year uh, for who who will get that G5 berth. You know, South Alabama, you look at their schedule, they got some tricky ones. You know, you, you play James Madison, who's ineligible to make a bowl game on the road. That's going to be a Super Bowl type of atmosphere for James Madison. I'm sure folks aren't too familiar with that area, but... Harrisonburg, James Madison hosted College Game Day not once but twice because it was such a big uh, event. I speak from experience. It's a it's a pretty good school, great party school. Yeah, and great I'm telling party. you, in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. And I'm telling you, James Madison, the you know, the running joke in the D.C. area is you know po- folks who go to James Madison were going to Virginia Tech and just got off the highway early. That's what uh, Virginia <laughs> Tech fans like to say. They heard uh, the bar was open. Yeah, but you know that place is going to be on fire for that game because James Madison can't make a bowl game this year. So you know, could they get up for an opportunity to knock off the the preseason favorite to you know win the conference? So I think there's a really good chance this year that. The team who represents the the power, uh, the the G five in a New Year's Six Bowl could have three losses because I think if I had to say right now who is the it, the best team of the group of five doesn't matter the record I would say Boise State um, mm. but they play is that Washington. just because they got rid of Hank Bachmeyer. <laughs> I like Taylor Green. I think their upside's really good. I think they probably have the best duo of running backs in uh, in in the group of five. But you know, are they battling from 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 behind right away when you are going to lose to Washington? Uh, you're you, you know, it's a toss up game against UCF. They certainly could win that game, and then they have to go to Memphis. So you know, yeah, it'll be really fascinating to to see how this all plays out. And you know. I don't know if folks are bored listening to this because, hey, it's just a bowl game. But next year, it's for a playoff, man. Like, you know, we'll see what tweaks are made ultimately. Uh, if it's going to be five auto bids with the Pac-12, you know, crumbling or, you know, I 
I can't imagine they're going to do six auto bids, especially with the you know pack four uh, as it stands right now. Um, so it's going to be really interesting come next year. I just I really hope that they don't and and I'm not optimistic about it, guys. I think at some point they're going to say ah you know just top twelve teams you know and and yeah. they're going to kind of really stick it to the group of five conferences um, because of just all this expansion and they're going to have no power uh, the G five programs, but. I, I hope that, you know, next year if we're having this conversation, it's, you know, one of these teams is going to get to make the playoff. Is it going to be, you know, Toledo? How about this uh, for a G5 nugget? You know, because Toledo probably is the best team in the MAC. Um, them or Ohio this year. And uh, Jason Candle is the head coach of Toledo. Mm-hmm. They've lost. Coach. They've lost seven games the last three years mm-hmm. when they were a touchdown favorite mm-hmm. or is, more. He's not good against the number. Yeah. So while I keep seeing all these think pieces like Toledo's going to run away with the Mac, I'm like, ah, maybe. Or maybe they're going to do what they always do and yep. lose some games they're supposed to win. Well, you meant you mentioned the the battle between the, the different conferences for that this year would be the New Year's Six Bowl. Next year, hopefully, it's a playoff bid. Um, it will be for next year, between, for two years. Between the AAC and the Mountain West and maybe Sunbelt involved. But there's a there's a brewing battle between the AAC and Mountain West that will be decided maybe probably before this season ends, who's going to get the Pack 4 or who's going to combine with the Pack 4. Um, what do you make of the situation there? You're, there's not a lot of, it feels like, verified reporting on what exactly Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State are going to do beyond – well, they tried to get in the ACC, and it appears at least in regards to Stanford and Cal, they fell one vote short. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you make of uh, you know? Let's say if the AAC merged with the the Pac Four, so to speak, or if however they got to it, whether it was called a merger or they joined the AAC or the AAC took on the Pac Twelve name, what what do you make of that arrangement? And do you think it's you know? Do you think that's the likeliest outcome, or is it them joining up with those Mountain West teams? Is it some combination of both? How do you read that situation? So there really hasn't been, at least I haven't seen, much reporting regarding Oregon State and Washington State. I mean, the Mountain West seems the most likely option for them, but are they just going to be like, okay, we were a Power 5 program forever, and now we're just going to go to the group of five you know, into what is like a $5 million guaranteed deal? So... Uh, the Stanford and Cal one continues to be intriguing to me. And I, I just keep thinking that Stanford might go some crazy route. Um, Independent. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.